use that that same that same you know fire that you have for everything that you put into your mouth go out there and make sure that you're getting organic products and don't rationalize and listen to the bs out there organic is the way it is the only way and it was the way it had been for millennia until we started spraying all of our food with pesticides so big agra could make a higher profit margin Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. And guess what? I say that every week. That's not a recording. But uh, it is what the Miracle Plant Podcast is all about. We're live here on Clubhouse at 10 a.m. Pacific, like we'd like to do every weekend when I'm not traveling or doing what I need to do to get out there on the platforms and mix it up with influencers and chiropractors and all the people out there to carry our message forward about this Miracle Plant, what it did for our family, specifically my son, and what it can do for billions of people around the world. Uh, and our mission is to reach, in fact, 20 uh, 1 billion people by 2025, whether it be by products, by videos, or just by education. So today we have a little bit more of an edgier title uh, subject than we normally do. But you know what? We've actually covered this subject before, but we need to get more eyeballs. And we're in this case, as a podcast, we need some more earlobes listening in and talking and engaging in this conversation. Look, the average American put on around 25 pounds since COVID hit in, in March of 2020. You know what, I know it, we all know it, and we're not talking about it. And what we want to do is we want to talk about, first off, what happened. And we all remember what happened, but what forces are working against us. Look, the food supply that we eat, the, 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 the information, the education that we're fed about food, no pun intended, is wrong. There aren't people out there that are teaching us the truth about food, about what we should be eating. Look, there's fad diets and there's ketos and Adkins and carnivores and all these types of things, but we need to understand the truth about our food supply, especially here in the United States of America. We have what's called an FDA, a Food and Drug Administration, that is supposed to be I imagine it was set up with the best of intention because I like to be an optimist. Um, but unfortunately, it's not doing its job when it comes to protecting us from things that are dangerous. Look, we all know it, right? We all know about the, the, the artificial food colors, the processed sugars, you know, the things where you basically need to win a, a spelling bee to actually pronounce the name correctly on the, on the ingredient list. The, the foods that we eat have been proven to be carcinogenics, carcinogens that are actually causing cancer. Do the research. If you start looking in there for artificial sweeteners and things like that, we are actually taking products that are causing inflammation. You know, sugar causes inflammation. Like we've talked about on here quite a bit with, with cancer. And like the first thing you do is you stop eating sugar. But sugar's in everything. They put corn syrup in Domino's pizza 
the, the actual crusts themselves, right? And it actually shuts down a part of your brain that regulates when you're full. So you just keep eating this junk, right? Because about 10 years ago, did you remember when everything shifted from like sugar to, to high fructose corn syrup? And again, it's obviously a cheaper product to make, but it's more addictive and it shuts off the brain that actually allows you to stop eating it, right? And so I live in Southern California and we have these things called Mexican Cokes. That's because they come from Mexico and they're in a glass bottle, which tastes better. And that's one of my little things, my little treats that I'll, I'll let myself have every once in a while. But if you look at the ingredients on the side, it says sugar. It's crazy, like just sugar. Not that sugar is great for you, but look, everything in moderation. There's people that probably didn't eat dessert on the, on the night of the Titanic as well. So you got to have your fun in there as well. No one's perfect. Uh, it's all about progress. So today we want to talk about why other countries call us fat Americans. A friend of mine, Dan Henry, was down in Costa Rica. He bought a, a um, house down there in, in Costa Rica. And I talked about this before. And as he was talking to the locals, they were like, you know, they referred to us as fat Americans. And the first thing that he said that he noticed the difference living in Costa Rica versus living here uh, is that is portion size. Like when they actually bring dinner to you and put it on the table, the plates are smaller and the food on the plate is smaller. Whereas here in the United States, when you go out to dinner, you know, it's, it's, it's like a family style that they're giving you just for one single um, sitting. So again, I want to bring my mom, who's an integrative nutritionist, who's an expert, a, a holistic healer, who knows how the food and the body works better than anybody on planet Earth. And uh, she has talked about this, but we want to get in, in deep dive, you know, what is going on? Why is American, why are we so overweight to the point where we are morbidly obese? It is a classification that is, is that sounds as bad as it is. How did we get here, number one? And number two, what can we do to fix it? So Janet Benton-Gaylord, welcome to the show. And Dan Humiston, the co-hosts here. Thanks for coming by, you two. And let's let's dive into what happened and what can we do to fix it? This is a huge topic for me. And it's funny, so I'm, I'm writing a book right now uh, related to health. And I got sidetracked into childhood obesity. Uh, just seeing kids everywhere that are always obese. And then I just looking at statistics um, that we have children that are labeled obese as young as age two, they meet the medical criteria for obese. And someone said they needed more exercise, which again, too, is kind of a joke. Uh, obviously goes back to what they're eating. And the really scary thing, so, so as adults, we've made choices our whole life. We take a little bit of responsibility for what we do, we don't exercise, we don't eat, we eat the wrong foods, etc. Children don't have that choice. They can only eat what their parents give them. And so if you have kids that are obese by age two, uh, things are already starting to go very wrong. I know in America, we tend to have a much higher increase in number of children who are on formula or bottle fed. And so right away, my pediatrician pointed that out to me that she could pick up a baby in two seconds, tell you if it was breastfed or bottle fed, because the babies on formula were all kind of squishy fat and tended to be uh, overweight already. And just because our bodies were meant to have breast milk as a very starting point in our life, it teaches what things our body should accept and reject. And it's exact uh, amount of nutrients balanced every day according to how the baby's eating. And so, our bodies do not evolve or change quickly 
And so when we went from how many thousands and hundreds of thousands of years where we were, babies were bottle or breastfed, and then suddenly now in modern America, since World War II, they've switched to formula fed babies. Uh, the bodies do not adapt. Our bodies do not adapt quickly in 40 years or 50 years. And so therefore that's another mismatch. And so again, to the fact that we have obese toddlers uh, goes very, very directly to some of the causes of what's going on for adults too. And the scariest thing I found about the toddlers, uh, and for instance, too, obesity in children is harder to define, or it's harder to be called obese. They literally call obese children those that are 95th percentile or above in their weight, but they then work with it by comparing it to other toddlers who are also other children who are also overweight. So it's not a clear statistic as just looking at it in general, how overweight children are. But even then we have uh, a huge increase in our obesity in children. And the really scary thing I came across was a study from this doctors who were working on obesity in children. And they said, if you don't get obesity in children controlled by the time they reach adolescence, they have a 90 to 95% chance of being obese or morbidly obese as adults, even with all available treatments. So let me repeat that. If you have children who are obese and overweight and you don't need some statistic even, you can tell, I'm sorry, when your child is overweight, uh, that if you do not change diet and do the interventions to reduce that obesity or overweightness, by the time they reach adolescence, they have a 90 to 90% chance of being, continuing to be overweight and obese. Uh, I just, that's just scary. And they even said, even with all the treatments we have available, and so I just want that warning to go out. If you have your children, I know it's easy to take them to fast food or all the different things we do as parents sometimes. But it, to me, it was just a shocking, huge red flag warning uh, that we as Americans have to be so much more aware of what we're eating and what we're putting into our bodies. And so as adults, we've kind of made more of our own choices. But please, if you have children, figure out if they're overweight and start working on it now. Um, I've actually was inspired then with my writing to come up with, I like my data, uh, come up with this checklist. That's a monthly checklist to kind of keep track of all the different things going on in your life, your weight, uh, your waist measurement, your overall BMI or body mass index, then how much you're exercising, your CBD, how much you're, what you're eating and when, uh, just to try to get a handle on what's actually will work working with obesity and just also for general health. So again, too, I was very, uh, again, too, the biggest thing that stood out to me is our children. What are we doing to our children who don't have choices of what they eat? They eat what we buy them and give them. And then for Americans, the statistics are, again, also horrifying. Um, according to the latest statistics, government statistics for 2022, 70% of American adults are overweight or obese. And 42% are obese. And you have to have a BMI like over 40% to be compared to other people uh, to be considered obese. And so obesity is truly a societal crisis right now. I mean, we see it. I noticed things like I was in Target and we always try to not do any kind of body shaming or anything, but I'm focused on obesity related to health. But we already have like the Target uh, women or whatever, they put the clothing on. And now they've had to increase the size of those because so many people, there's more people now, like I say, that are overweight that are not overweight. And so therefore it's changing everything. Um, airplanes and all kinds of things are going to have to adjust to that. 
So again, to just think 70% of American adults are overweight or obese and 42% are obese. And we always know along with that comes all sorts of health issues that are related to that uh, problem. And along with obesity or being overweight, the one to be most concerned about is if you have fat around your stomach or your middle. And that is just a very unique kind of visceral fat, they call it. And it leads to hormone problems and imbalances, heart problems, blood clotting, blood pressure, insulin sensitivity. And so a lot of people end up with type 2 diabetes that relates to that. And I know we've worked with our one product we have trying to address that in terms of just that addiction also to obesity. Um, so again, too, I just want people to understand we have a huge crisis for the health of our children and for our own health. And just even we're Americans are one of the worst, have the highest you know, BMIs in general in terms of obesity and overweight. But worldwide, uh, the level of obesity across the world has tripled since 1970. And so, and it keeps getting faster and faster as, as time goes on. It's not anything that's decreasing or, or slowing down. It's continuing to uh, uh, go quicker. And so again, too, this could not be a more important topic. Uh, yeah, I had not, I started looking at the statistics. I just, I noticed lots of things visually, like you say, I was in Europe and you could always tell who the Americans were uh, just by their size and they kind of talk loud. And I noticed even I was in South Beach for a while. My daughter was modeling and that she was young. So I lived down there with her and just leaving South Beach, which is in Miami. And it really is kind of a unique area. But driving into the rest of the continental U.S. from there, again, you can see a vast difference. And so there are varieties and changes by state here in America. So one of the basic things we have to look at then, too, is it's like, why? Is this going on? What are the big changes that have happened? And one of the really big changes is a change into our food supply and our food system. When, you know, the, most of our country in the beginning, we had like small farmers and they used manure and stuff for fertilizer. And they tried to keep their land healthy by alternating crops and things like that. But now it's gotten that majority of land, I know like in Iowa, where I was from, uh, the majority of it is owned by corporations. And so they're, they just want the huge, quickest, fastest thing to do. So spring weed killers and using massive combines and everything, they've totally gotten away from the health. And then the food's grown with massive amounts of uh, Roundup uh, is a huge part of the problem with obesity. Uh, Roundup is, has been described as the glyphosate as the most toxic chemical on earth. And it literally attacks our microbiome, our gut bacteria and so then it creates even negative toxins that are related like to botulism, but it also healthy bacteria. We need to digest our food. And I, when I talk with people about health, if your food is not being broken down appropriately, then your body cannot use it. And therefore system after system fails. And so basically all disease starts with digestion. And so if you're eating anything that's had Roundup in it, you already have your digestion attacked. And then from there, there's not the right form of the food for the body to use. And this is really evident like with neurological issues because you need a really finely tuned, broken down amino acid to make neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. And if your body's not breaking it down, your digestion and microbiome have been damaged, you're not getting that. And therefore that's affecting the functioning of that. So anyway, to me, one of the most important things 
related to all of the GMOs and the glyphosate is you just have to eat organic. And I know people say, oh, it's too expensive or it's not really organic or any of those things. Um, you don't have a chance to be healthy or have healthy children if you do not increase your organic, how much organic food you're eating. It's literally one of the few things that across the board can make a huge difference in your health and in your weight. So I always put that one of the first things on my list is you just have to eat organic. And I just call that if you're trying to solve something like obesity, uh, the first step is just eat organic. It's just it, it stop poisoning your body is basically what that step is for. Uh, and so again, to just think organic and don't think of all the different excuses why you can't do it or why it's expensive or why you can't find it. Um, I raised six children organic and just like any shop where you go to the store where there's a sale or you stock up, there, I mean, there are ways to get organic food and it's more and more plentiful in all kinds of different forms now than it used to be. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, well, I would jump in real quick on the organic sure. thing. And, and um, again, there's also another option. I have two points to make and, you know, great knowledge is always dropped and I, and, and here's the thing. So for those of you that don't know, Janet is my mom. So I got raised this way. And so I, I obviously had an advantage that I had access to this information and I was raised organically and I understood plants and, and plant-based medicine and food is your medicine. So I knew that going into it. And, uh, you know, as all children, you either adopt or rebel. And I did a little bit of both. When it came to that, we had a very, very healthy uh, upbringing. So when I was out in college, that freshman 15 was no joke. Anyways, uh, so the, the thing that I want to talk about is as far as organic goes. First off, the, for, the, for the argument, and, and don't think that these talking points aren't really well thought out by big food, like, you know, big agra out there, right? They're getting these talking points out there. Oh, it's too expensive, right? Because they don't, they want you to buy their cheap food with GMOs. And GMOs also can mean that they literally put the Roundup in the corn seed, folks. So they don't have to spray it with more Roundup, right? That's the ingenious of it. Put the pesticides in the actual product so you can grow one that they don't have to spray, which saves them money and machines to actually spray it. So you're just, you just eat the poison, right? And where did pesticides come from? Uh, Germany, Nazi Germany, when they were putting people in gas chambers. That was actually the actual birthplace of pesticides when you think about it so my first point is with organic for those that say oh it costs too much money um you ever heard of this thing called a garden <laughs> right like seriously people right we're not that far away a generation we're a generation away from when everybody was growing their own food right? What are the things that you eat all the time? Is it lettuce? Is it tomatoes? Is it cucumbers? Go grab some organic seeds from your local nursery and plant them. And yes, you might screw up a couple times, but once you get that green thumb figured out, you can have all the fruit at your fingertips and you know that it's organic and it only costs you a little bit of water to sprinkle it and that sunshine is free. So that's my first thing when it comes to organic plant your own food. The second thing that I find so hilarious and ironic is that, of course, we grow hemp and it has to be organic and people are diligent about it, which is fantastic. They want to see COAs, which are certificates of analysis. And these certificates show that there's no pesticide residue on any of our products. 
and you have to grow in the same field and the same crop for three years to be organic. And we are uh, we are months away from getting that that stamp of approval from the USDA, which will be exciting. But but the cool thing is like the whole industry of hemp and cannabis has to be organic. And, I th- and, and you'll find people that are just really like just all about it, these customers, which is great, right? That's the first step. They're super into it. Like, oh, it better be organic. I do not want any pesticides on my hemp or my CBD or whatever. And then I, and which I think is great. But the thing that I find ironic is why aren't you the same way with everything that you eat? Why don't you get a COA on that McDonald's burger or that chicken McNugget, whatever part of the chicken that is? or the, the apples that you get from McDonald's. Why aren't we using that? And I challenge you, use it. Use that, that same, that same you know, fire that you have for everything that you put into your mouth. Don't make excuses. Don't, you, know, you, can, you can have excuses or health. Which one do you choose? Go out there and make sure that you're getting organic products for yourself and like my mom was talking about, for your children because they don't have a, a say in the matter. You know, if you want to eat junk and you've got a great health, uh, you've got a great immune system or what have you, well, good on you. But your children don't have a choice. So make good choices for them and don't rationalize and listen to the BS out there. Organic is the way. It is the only way. And it was the way it had been for millennia until we started spraying all of our food with pesticides so big agra could make a higher profit margin. So anyways, I'll let you get back to it. Uh, Dan, did you want to weigh in or have any questions too before we uh, hog the mic up here all day? <laughs> I, well, you don't want to take Janet, from, move Janet because there's so much good information coming that I hate to jump in at all. I was just going to say a couple things about the about the GM GMO products. Is that what you is, is that what, is that what, is that how you were we? Yep. Yeah. Well, you there was a uh, an article just recently. That's that suggested or that said that I think it was 80% of Americans have tra- at least traces of Roundup in their system, and because it is just so built into everything that we're eating. You mentioned corn syrup, corn syrup in Domino's pizza. Well, they they use Roundup on corn, and then it ends up in the corn syrup that ends up in the Domino's pizza. So it's really, really hard to completely avoid a lot of these chemicals. But there are, but like you pointed out, Justin, there are ways to avoid most of them. Like, you know, like don't just say, well, I can't do it 100%, so I'm not gonna do it at all. Like, do a little bit. And it's these baby steps that we always talk about. The first step, the, the, the easiest way to get yourself healthy is just like one step at a time. Maybe you start with a CBD and you, that makes you feel a little bit better. So. You know, today you have to go on a walk, and next thing you know, you're filtering, you're filtering your water, and bef- you know, it's it's not everything at once because that's just too too overwhelming. But the organic is so easy, and yeah, it may cost it may cost fifty cents more to get an organic avocado at the grocery store, but you know, in the big scheme of things, is that really going to make a difference? Like that's and, and and you walk away feeling like you know you're making a, that first step, and that's, I think that's the the easiest way. To, to turn this thing around is start with baby steps. What can you do? And go, the easiest thing I feel is just when you're at that produce section, it, you got, they're right next to each other. Spend an extra 50 or 75 cents. Uh, you're, it's, if it, if, if it, even if it didn't make a difference mentally, 
you're going to feel like you're on that road to, and then that's going to add, add to the next thing that you're going to do, which is going to add to the next thing you're going to do. And before you know it, you're going to start feeling healthier. Um, I just, to- I just totally agree. And there's just some really funny things going on too, is that the amount of food and diet differences vary so much by country. And it's kind of interesting. And I totally believe that I'm sorry, I do not believe there's a term vulture capitalism. And that's what's running rampant in America right now. It's just all based not on the company profits like it used to, but now the companies have to make a profit and pay money to their stockholders. And so their whole focus is on their stockholders and not us. And so we literally have become the lowest priority for food makers, especially especially the ones that are not organic, the ones that are the chemical society. And so if you have a company who just wants to make the cheapest, quickest, most addictive food, and that is their goal, if it's cheap and if it's addictive, uh, then you've got your customers for life. And there's just a lot of chemicals that are added to things that make it addictive. And you mentioned high fructose, it's corn syrup. It's literally called high fructose corn syrup made from corn. And it's been labeled by many of the researchers I read as one of the most deadly substances on earth. And before it had to be listed in the ingredients and then the, uh, who would it be? The USDA allowed them to call it fructose now. So now you, anytime you see fructose, which is actually a description of a healthy fruit sugar, you have no idea, more than likely, probably 90% chance or higher that it is actually high fructose corn syrup. And it is devastating on the body. It very quickly uh, imbalances sugar and it's one of the leading causes leading to, I think, uh, like type two diabetes and other diabetes. And it is just deadly. And so, and and now we can't, we don't know when we're eating it. And which is again to just these deadly decisions. Our USDA, we think like must be protecting us and they have a department of research, but when they're getting down to recommending foods and their food pyramids and all those, those are all voted on by a different board that is basically composed of all the industry people. And many of you might remember when they made ketchup a vegetable and pizza as being healthy, even if the crusts are not healthy, the pepperoni is not healthy, the cheese really isn't that healthy. So again, too, they are not thinking of Americans when they come up with food recommendations. They are meeting the needs of their board members who are business owners and business people trying to make a profit. And so that's another huge problem we have with American diets is because we aren't making those choices then the USDA recommendations, their dietary guidelines, which are again coming from industry, not from health, uh, they control what is served in schools and what is served in prisons. And so again, too, it's controlling uh, and what dietitians can recommend in hospitals. I mean, they literally control a huge portion of what people eat. And then there are the recommendations that you know doctors recommend and everything. So again, too, it's just really sad. It starts out with companies trying to make a profit at the expense of our health and then hiding ingredients and having so many ingredients you can't even begin to understand the long words that we no longer have any choice or you have to spend months and years like I have studying to find out uh, what foods are good or bad. And so again, too, if you have food that's addictive and cheap, then it's going to sell. And besides being addictive, I'm sorry, we don't seem to have as much money for our middle class or general amounts of people. And so they can't afford uh, to, you know, go buy the healthy organic food or even go to the grocery store. They run to McDonald's for $7. They can feed their whole family. And so again, too, the obesity just goes back to what kind of foods are, are available. 
and what kind of chemicals and hidden things are in those foods. And you're right, glyphosate is the ultimate uh, negative one, and somehow it's still everywhere in everything. American uh, food manufacturers also go to far, so far as like if we have Kraft macaroni and cheese here, there's going to be different ingredients in companies in states and countries that have better, more controlling laws that don't allow those sorts of things. And so like Mexico, Justin mentioned, for instance, they kicked Roundup out. And so their Coke with sugar in it is going to be healthier for you than anything that's got high fructose corn syrup and is full of glyphosate. So again, to that consumer beware, we should all be wearing t-shirts about it every day if we want to deal with this obesity crisis, um, especially in our children. And so we've kind of described, it's a problem totally out of control. I mean, can you imagine saying 70% of Americans are overweight or obese and 42% you know, are clinically obese? And then we're not allowed to talk about it because then it's considered uh, making those people feel badly about themselves. But, that, and, but my solution is figure out why you are that way, understand the connection to health that happens when you, I mean, it, it's, obesity is truly to me a sign that your digestion isn't working. And that's the first place you start. You're not able to break down those foods. And then if you eat foods that have too many chemicals in them that our body doesn't rec recognize, it literally cannot break them down to eliminate them by going to the bathroom. So the body makes fat cells and puts them in there to pull them out of the bloodstream so the body can still function. So a lot of the obesity is related to all the additives and things in the food that we're eating too. So no one's trying to do any kind of shaming about it or whatever. It's a disease crisis. And we're just trying to say, hey, you don't have to be unhealthy. You know, you can have energy to run and play with your kids. You can do all these different things if you can control that weight. And I'll just repeat it one more time. We've got to get the obesity in our children under control uh, because, like I say, can you imagine the rates of obesity when this generation of younger children gets to adolescence or puberty and then they have that 90, 90% chance of being obese? And so we're going to be at like 90 and 90% obesity uh, within the next generation or this generation of kids currently growing up. So again, too, it's not about fat shaming. It's just like this is a massive health crisis and we have to do something about it. And we talked about organic, and that's one of the first steps is to stop poisoning yourself. Um, the second step in not poisoning yourself is check your water source. It's very difficult in America to find healthy water. And there's tons and tons of bottled waters, and often we don't know where they came from. They're in plastic, for one thing, which leaches into them. And there's not any real controlling organization that tests bottled water or does much about it. And so in, in most food, even water, even if you run it through your city's water system, does not take out like nitrates and, nitri and all the things involved in farming. They still are there. So again, too, think about organic. Think about finding a good water source. I personally have just switched to distilled water myself because it's two H's and an O, and I make it myself at home, and so I know where my water's coming from. Uh, and another quick thing, too, uh, just in terms of general, is just think plant-based and vegan. We know our digestive systems aren't working. If you're overweight, a huge probability that your digestive system is not able to break down the food you're eating and to uh, get rid of it in a normal manner. And... So then if you're eating a lot of meat and cheeses, which are also addictive and very difficult to digest, use up all the enzymes in your body so they're not there for healing and other functions. And so just as a start, when you're 
if you are, are, are obese, just think, try plant-based. There's a thousand options out there that there weren't when I was raising my kids, but I had to think of how to make all these things homemade. And so just get a good water, uh, eat organic, and look at being plant-based. And then this, the last thing is just try to cut back on all those refined carbs. They are one of the most addictive, inflammatory-based foods there are out there. And it's just so hard for me to go to people's houses because then they're sitting in front of me eating you know, some kind of chicken with all these fries or all these different delicious pastries and stuff every morning. So it takes a little bit of willpower to move away from that. Uh, then the two other suggestions. Uh, we are talking about intermittent fasting a lot. It's a very big buzzword now. And just to me, just in general, just in the morning at least, try to eat fruit and juicing. Those are the cleansing uh, things you can put in your body to help your body, give your body time to uh, cleanse during the morning time. And then stop eating by eight at night so your body can break down the food and feed the body. So just real simple, two things. Try to eat fruit or juices or make your own juice in the morning until about 11 or 12. And then just stop eating at, at, eight, at eight at night. Just two, to me, relatively simple things. And then also in terms of once your body is overweight and you're unhealthy and you're seeing the effects of it, again, too, food, that again, that's, that, that's organic. And then also a real quick ways to cleanse the body are juicing. And that's where, you know, you toss the things in and out comes juice and the fiber goes somewhere else. So it's not smoothies. They aren't really all that great for you. Uh, so the juicing cleanses your body and then just water. We talk about a lot on here. Take your weight, divide it in half. That's how many ounces of water you should have every day. And no coffee and tea and juice and pop and all those things don't count. Our bodies are 85% water. If you want to cleanse that body, you need water. And so if you just start juicing organic fruit and vegetables, if you drink uh, clean water, those are two things to help offset all these chemicals and all these addictive things that our bodies are having. And then, of course, many of the solutions we find working with obesity and just being overweight or just having a bad diet um, is, is the CBDA. Again, our body makes an endocannabinoid very similar to it. Our bodies know what to do with the raw CBDA. And so one thing it does just in general is it helps with addiction. And so when you're addicted to all these different chemicals, it can help you do that. Um, it also balances our brain. It balances all the parts of our body, but especially our brain. And we have serotonin, the one that helps us sleep and also deals with anxiety. So that if you're anxious about being overweight or if you're depressed about it, the CBDA will balance your serotonin. If you're anxious, it'll bring you down to neutral. If you're depressed, it'll bring you up. And so, so many of us overeat because we're anxious or stressed or lonely or, you know, life is just too much for us. And so instead of reaching for that donut or croissant or a Big Mac, uh, just have some CBDA there under your tongue, five to seven minutes. It's going to last six to eight hours of making you feel calm and more in control of your own decision making. And so that's a huge thing for trying to eat healthier and reduce the fat things that we're eating. And then another property we talk about a lot is it's an anti-inflammatory. So as Justin mentioned, all the sugars and simple carbs, all sorts of things like that lead to inflammation in the body. And inflammation is the basis for all autoimmune disorders, and which is super increasing in America right now. So take your CBDA, it will help get rid of that inflammation. And if you have an autoimmune disorder, it can help you then deal with that because it's gonna help get rid of that inflammation that's causing so many of these diseases and they're kind of diseases of our lifestyle diseases of how we eat in America. 
so again, too, just some CBDA to help balance your emotions, help you sleep, deal with anxiety, uh, help you work with, uh, in- with uh, addictions, which is another part of how we're eating. And then also, if you have it like before you eat, then you're less likely to overeat. Or and we also overeat at night, like after nine o'clock at night, our body rhythm is kind of slowing down. And that's another time we tend to, to overeat. And just at, in our company in general, we have a product called Trim X, and it's got herbal inf- infusions in it that actually help with sugar not tasting as sweet and also helps that addiction towards sugar and also helps deal with like building up fat in the body. So again, too, I know it's a big, huge topic, but it's a topic we all need to talk about more and more. And so I will pass it back to Justin. And uh, I just hope at least remember one or two things from this, like eat organic, find some good water and and move forward. Love it, love it, love it. And and, and that's the great thing, too, is, you know, you know, my mom, for the, those of you that don't know, has, has been searching and, and diving down this road for, you know, longer than she'd care to admit or like to admit. And so with and she's, you know, a world class researcher. And so all this information has been researched and put into play. And and the, the truth is, and it, it really does come down to some of the basics that uh, and part of it is just trusting your intuition, like, you know, what's better for you, right? I mean, leafy green vegetables, you know, cancers, uh, anti uh, cancerous as well. Uh, when you eat broccoli, uh, you know, so there's like, I mean, and these are real facts, like just go ahead and Google that. And yes, you know, big pharma and big ag, they, they do, they do good with SEO pushing things down that they don't want there. Um, but you know, when you do go to pubmed.gov, you can find the, these articles. And, and if you want to continue, my mom's already done the research. You want to do your own research. I encourage everyone to continue to do your own research. Um, don't just, you know, whatever the latest fad is or whatever that they're trying to sell you. Um, figure out, you know, what, 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 what works best for you. And again, for my son, Shay, that was diagnosed with, with uh, severe autism is how we found the raw hemp. And one of the first things that we always say when the families come to us with the child who's on the spectrum is to do a food allergy test because all of our bodies are different. And you could do a food allergy test. You can reach out to my mom and set up a free consultation with her at askjanet.org. And uh, see what your body likes and doesn't like. And, you know, you'd be surprised how many things that we may think are healthy that aren't necessarily great for our body. And it gives like plus and minus scores to tell you what types of food. So then you now you're starting with the baseline of understanding what are the things I should be eating. Right. And like and and understanding like, oh, I should be eating more almonds or, oh, I should, you know, I should be eating less eggs. Things like that. Little things. And you probably will notice right away when you start eliminating things that your body doesn't necessarily are, isn't receptive to, how much better you feel, more energy, less inflammation, maybe weight loss, things like that. So that would be my first recommendation. And we did throw a link up for those of you that are here with us. It's called freetrimx.com. Uh, we actually have access to a free product of the TrimX, which is what we developed during the pandemic because of the pandemic within the pandemic which was the average American putting on over 25 pounds. And it is there to break the pattern. So when you get that stress or that boredom or anxiety or whatever it is, um, you know, I call it grazing, (laughs) you know, when you're sitting at home or you're sitting in the office and instead of going for that bag of chips or bag of cookies or glass of wine or whatever it is, which is all addictive sugar, you know, behavior, 
to break the pattern and reach for some trim X. And 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 go ahead and rationalize because we have to. It's called neurolinguistic programming (NLP). We have to like rewire our brains, and it literally rewires. It has a new, uh, you know, neurotransmitter pathway can be rewired into your brain that that you're just going to try and you're going to reach for the Trimax. You're going to hold it under your tongue for five minutes with those two ancient herbs, along with the powerful raw CBDA whole plant extract that we make. And you'll be amazed. Drink a glass of water after you've held it under your tongue. And if you still want to go grab that chocolate or whatever it is, go ahead. But at least you've given yourself a shot because you've balanced out your blood sugar. And when you take a bite of that chocolate, it's not going to taste very good because one of those ancient herbs in there actually coats your sweet um, taste buds on your tongue. So it makes it taste like junk anyway. So you're like, eh. So again, we have to figure out these ways to interrupt patterns because look, we have been set up to fail in our country when it comes to our food supply and our water supply. We're set up to fail because we're failing. We are, you know, if 70% of the Americans are overweight or, or, or morbidly obese, then we're failing and we're dying. I mean, we all saw what happened with COVID, and it was a nasty bug. No two ways about that. And people died, no doubt about it. Um, but did you ever hear of a single professional athlete dying from COVID? Anyone? Any any well-trained, great shape, you know? That, no. Right? And look, everyone has different immune systems, and everyone has just different circumstances. But if you are in great shape, and your immune system is in great shape, then your body can fight off any virus. Right? And so that is what came to the forefront for me was the people that were that were really sick that ended up in the hospital and some even passed away their immune system they had comorbidities is what it was called where they had other severe ailments on top of it. And so again it became very clear to me how just how important our health is. It is a matter of life or death. There's no it's not a joke. That's not a punchline. That's the truth. We saw that up front, close and personal in our country and around the world. And so instead of waiting for some horrible diagnosis, and again, don't get me started with Western medicine, as far as you can believe the diagnosis if you choose, but I'm just convinced a lot of those names just come up so they can prescribe you pills. But you can choose to believe the diagnosis they give you, but that's the wake-up call. And it's between you and the God inside you and your support team to get yourself that dis-ease, to get back on track. Whether it's whatever it is, whatever they say it is, that is a wake-up call for you to take control of your health. And it's time. And some of the people will call those types of big diagnoses that they get for their bodies or for their loved ones the greatest wake-up call, the greatest blessing that they've ever had in their life because it forced them to wake up. And what we're trying to do today here is to have a conversation, to give you the answers, to tell you how we got here and what you can do to get out of the situation that you're in, to take control of your health so you don't have to be in a, in a, in a, in a compromising situation where it, you, you, there, you, you've gone too far and you can't turn it back. You still have the opportunity right now. Now you are armed with truth. What we have talked about today is researched, it is proven, it is science, it is life, it is history, it is real. So now the Pandora's box has been opened, the toothpaste is out of the tube, and it's in your hands, and we want to help you. So again, if you want a little extra help, uh, you can reach out to askjanet.org and set up a call with her. She will go deeper in a dive with you. Uh, she still does it for free, even though I tell her she should be charging a heck of a lot for it, but she's got such a great heart, so you can still set it up for free. And it's not because 
I'm a greedy, greedy capitalist pig. I believe people pay attention when they pay. And so what you're hearing today, you might be hearing this 10 years from now. And let's say I'm some crazy big influencer and like whatever. And now you'll hear this, these words. And it's not because of the words themselves. It's because of what you perceive me as or my mom as or as Dan as. It's crazy in this world that we live in that we, we put more weight on what someone says based on how we perceive them than the actual truth itself. So everything that you're hearing today is truth. I'm telling you from, uh, from you know, hand to God that what we are talking about here today is real. And if you want to take control of your health, Listen to this podcast every week. Anytime you need to figure out how to take control of your health, listen to what these words are because this is the secret. These are the answers to what you're looking for. We, and if you need a little extra help, we can always go to freetrimx.com. Get yourself a free bottle. See what this raw CBDA movement is all about. And uh, I just want to thank you for swinging by the podcast. You are now enlightened. You now know. So the, me- the ball is in your court. Let me jump in with one last thing. Uh, so, like I say, I was writing a book on general health issues and focusing on autism. And then this diet obesity crisis just hit me right in the face, uh, just with kids I know and things like that. And so I'm setting up a kind of a study at this point. I'm just trying to gather information from people. And so I literally have this monthly form that I can send you free and give you a free consultation of how to use it and recommendations. Uh, for your diet for health and disease states but also for if you have weight issues and so it's kind of summarizes all my recommendations into one form and you can just keep track you know in terms of how what's your mood your energy level and your pain levels and your sleep hours and then also gets into weight and your bmi percentage and your waist measurement and things like that then also are you drinking enough water are you eating more organic food Um, are you doing something like juicing to help get rid of the poisons that have built up in your body and are you taking CBDA and how often? And then you can see very clearly then if you're making improvements, whether you're, what you're trying to do is lose weight or is it to have more energy or to have less pain or to be happier, you can actually see what you're doing and how it relates directly and to help give you that motivation to keep making changes. Um, and at this point too, I know we have a lot of people worry about pandemics and all kinds of things, but compared to how many people die of heart disease and diabetic related conditions and all the other diseases that we have going, uh, Alzheimer's and all kinds of things, those numbers far outweigh any pandemic that's here. And then, it, it, I'm sorry, like all viruses, it'll eventually uh, just become endemic or just around all the time. Uh, so again, too, I just have never been so passionate about something in a long time since I was about healing kids with autism and finding out what's causing it and how to stop it. So anyway, again, too, just at askjanet.org. It's free. You just sign up for an appointment time. If you want to start collecting data yourself and help and guide what you're doing, I'll be glad to share the form and how to do it. And also, uh, we have a company I use called VitalityAnalysis.com, where you send in hair samples, learn all about your body and what you should and shouldn't eat. So there are just some basic things that can help everybody with health and as well as the whole health and overweight crisis that we're facing right now. And then again, too, we're just blessed to have the raw CBDA and all the research on it, that it literally goes to every cell in our body and it literally helps with pretty much everything I've come up with so far. So thank you for listening. And if nothing else, uh, if you have children in your life, please uh, start looking at them and seeing if changes need to be made, especially when the stats of them actually 
not ending up overweight by the time they're adults if they already are by adolescence. So thank you again. This is again to a super important topic and I'm sure we'll touch back on it again. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Dan, any final words before we wrap up? No, it's just so much. There's so much to digest. <laughs> no pun, pun intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, we got you, you need to listen to this episode a couple times. Exactly. And that's the thing that I love most about the podcast format. And that's like I've said before, is it's a legacy. I know I'll come back and listen to this podcast again, you know, because there's so much truth that's been, that's been dropped here. And I encourage you to listen to it again and again and again. And when you don't know what to do or a new trend diet comes out or a new virus comes out or something that doesn't feel right on social media or the news comes out, come back and listen to this. These are the basics. These are the facts. This is the truth. If you doubt what we said, do your own research on what we said. Find three sources to back what we said. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, we are on a mission to heal the world because this miracle plant called by many different names, when we juiced the plant, when we cold pressed the plant, we unlocked its full potential. Essentially, you're eating hemp or eating cannabis. And, uh, you know, Dr. William Courtney was the first researcher that we came across showing it how it was helping people with late stage cancer with tremendous results. But it does date back, oh, 8,000 years to Oriental Medical Journal. So, uh, and through India, and there's just so much proof about this miracle plant, or as my mom likes to say, this Garden of Eden plant. So, again, thank you everyone for tuning in to the Miracle Plant Podcast. We are on a mission to reach 1 billion people by 2025, be it by food, food, which is hemp, it is the superfood of superfoods, by products like our cold-pressed tinctures and topicals. Uh, by videos, education, you name it. So on the count of three, say it with us, everybody. If you're here, unmute your mics. We're going to say heal the world. We're going to send out those vibes, that energy, that those those vibrations, because there are people out there that are desperate. They are, they are without hope or at the very last string of hope, and they're praying for a miracle. And the miracle is within this miracle plant because it teaches you by taking one plant that can help with so many things, Now you have control of your health or your loved one's health and you start making the right choices with the foods and the water that you put into your body. And we want to help do everything we possibly can to raise the consciousness in this planet for us to start taking care of ourselves better, each other better, and the planet that we live on. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world, everybody. One, two, three. Heal Heal the the world. All right, thanks for stringing by the Miracle Plan Podcast, and we will see you next week, 10 a.m. Pacific on Clubhouse. Thanks, everybody. Be a blessing. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, 
and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.